hustlers The Bowery got his bumps The 42nd Street got Big Jim A walker here, bull shooting son of a gun Yeah, he's big and dumb as a man can't come But he's stronger than a country house And when the bad folks all get together at night You know they all call Big Jim Ball Just because You're listening to the PCAST, presented by CDE Light Band. Each week we take you around Austin to be the Athletics Department, occasionally the OVC. Thanks to our good friends at CDE. Thank you to our friends at CDE, and thanks to you, the listeners, who make us worth sponsoring. I am Colby Wilson. He is Casey Krieger. Welcome to the nation's top-ranked Austin Bee podcast in the hearts and minds of millions. And millions! Casey, how are you now? Good, and you? Not so bad. Not so great, either. Uh, we're recording on... What day is this? Tuesday? Yeah, tomorrow's Wednesday. We have a game. I know I know what day it is for days till game. Okay, I don't I don't have... No, Nomad Life is it's not one, not one day going, till game. That's what I got. Nomad Life is not going all that well for me. I am not as lucid... Uh, I'm not all that lucid most of the time anyway. I can barely form coherent thoughts right now. And then... Is this the least amount of sleep ever a PCAST has been operated on? Oh, no, no. No, the first one I did was uh, two... It was like a week or two weeks after I came back to work after being off uh, for three months after my son was born. So, yeah, no, this is more than that, but ain't by much. Uh, Last night, a tornado... uh, blew through Nashville, uh, causing lots of death, destruction, mayhem, and sadness. Um, I, <laughs> our, our present little nomadic life has us uh, living inside of the swath of that tornado, which I've now lived through four tornadoes in my life, and I wasn't really sure they were happening any at any point. I'm not... I don't think I'm very observant. <laughs> well, I just, like, I heard, oh, that's funny, that sounds like hail, and then all of a sudden I was being ordered into the bathroom because the apocalypse was nigh. Well, you know what they say about the apocalypse. It's nigh. I don't know what they say about the apocalypse, <laughs> as a matter of fact. It's nigh. Thank you for that. That's why we don't talk in the <laughs> afternoons. Let's... But do the sports. <laughs> yeah, let's do the sports. Let's also let's keep in, in mind the, the the people the hundreds of thousands of people affected by uh the tornado. Uh still many, 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 many people without power and it's gonna be a long time before a lot of people have roofs over their heads again. It's gonna be a long process, so keep those people in your thoughts. Now let's go to the silly wackiness of sports. Let's sports it up. Let's sports. Let's do those sports. And we begin this week, not on the hardwood, but on the track and in the field where the Govs storm back to win the OVC Indoor Championship for the first time since 2001, earning the win thanks to a gold medal winning performance and the 4x400-meter relay to close out the event and take the team title by a single point. Was it not locked down until they won the 4x4 in the they last event? They had to win the 4x4 because if Murray had won the 4x4 and we were the top two teams coming into the event. So the whole entire meet came down to the 4x4. The whole thing came down to the 4x4. And that's 4x4. why it's an awesome event to end it with. That's why like, there is 
nothing like and I, I've only experienced it a couple of times and unfortunately because of basketball and just various commitments here last week I wasn't able to experience this one but I've been at uh conference championship meets where the four by four the four by four is the deciding thing matters and it is it is a buzz like you would not believe it gets intense when the four by four is like is the uh, the event and that's why it's great at the end freshman kanisha phillips was named both track athlete of the meet and ovc freshman of the year while first year head coach valley round was named ovc coach of the year well deserved for both of them phillips broke the school record in the 200 meter to win by nearly a half second and earn silver in the 60 as well. Serena Richmond in the four, Lennox Walker in the 60 hurdles, Carlin Shooting in the pole vault, Maya Perry Grimes in both the long and triple jump, all gold medalists for the Governors in, I wouldn't say a surprising turn of events because I think we talked about it either last week or a couple of weeks ago that they had sort of done some back of the scorecard math and determined, hey, we're, we're close. We're in this thing. But... A lot, like, there there were people out, people fell by injury or illness, and people across the board stepped up uh, in just a total team effort across the board for the Govs. Now to the hardwood. The women's basketball team closed out their season on a high note with a big two-game winning streak. Oh, and we blew Murray out in their own gym. That was, that was a lot of fun. Good but, times, good times. But first to Thursday night. It was senior night against Moorhead State. We honored Nyjah Crawford, Gabby Gregory, and Ariel Gonzalez-Varner. Nyjah scored 10 points, grabbed five rebounds, and Ari led the Govs on the glass with six rebounds, as only she should do on senior night. Um, but it was freshman Ellis Sawyer who led the way for the Govs on senior night. Uh, the freshman Ozzie poured in a then-career-high 21 points. Ellis scored the final nine points of the game for the Govs and the final five points overall to clinch the game and to clinch the Govs' spot in the OVC tournament this weekend. But with the postseason already locked up, the Governors went on the road to take on Murray State in the Battle of the Border. Despite what some people might have said, this one simply was not that close. Uh, the Governors led by six points at halftime, by 15 at the end of the third, and a 12-0 run to start the fourth quarter pretty much put this one in the books. The Govs outscored in the books. The Govs outscored Murray State 22 to eight in the fourth quarter, and route to a 29-point blowout win. It was the biggest road win by either team in the 43-year series history. Um, Is 43 years a long time? Yeah, it was the 91st ever meeting, and it was the biggest win by a road team in series history. 29 points, if you guys didn't hear that. Blew them out on their court on senior night. 43 years is a long time. You know know what one does? One just hates Hates. to see it. God, you just hate to see it. Ivly hates to see it. But, once again, it was Ella Sawyer leading the way for the Govs. She hit a career-high six three-pointers and scored a career-high 26 points to lead the route of the Racers. Uh, because of her performance in the final two games of the season, Sawyer was named the OVC Freshman of the Week for the first time. And, 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 and earned a spot on oh, the all-newcomer team. OVC all-newcomer team. I had that. I was saving that for later. Oh, I'm sorry. I no, you're all we good. We'll tell everybody now. We'll hey, say it. We'll hey, take, hey, hey, Ella's on the all-newcomer team. before this uh, is over with, and then what? All-newcomer team. Ella Sawyer. We'll talk about it twice because we're so excited. On the men's side of the hardwood, the Gus Gardner senior night victory against Moorhead State before falling Saturday in a winner-take-all battle for the league crown against Murray. In a close game against the Eagles, Terry Taylor took over late, providing seven of the ten points to take over a two-point game to a 12-point Austin P advantage. The Ghosts closed the season unbeaten at home with a 16-game home winning streak dating back to 2019. Saturday was a case of wrong place, wrong time. On the road against Murray State was the wrong place. The second half was the wrong time, and the Govs exited the hamlet after a dispiriting 
75-61 loss against the Racers. Jordan Adams had a game-high 27 points, including 18 in the first half. But it all turned on foul call number four on Taylor, coming with 8-18 to go in the half. Stymieing all comeback hopes for the Govs, as he and Eli Bios' 24 combined rebounds were one of the brightest spots for the Governors when they when either of those two miss extended periods of time and both of them were in foul trouble in Murray, it's tough for the guys on the glass. Tuesday, the GOAT and the Young GOAT were named OVC Player and Freshman of the Year. That's Taylor and Adams, respectively. If that vote had gone any other way, I personally would have been quite angry. I would have also been angry. You, you don't get to have the second highest total Freshman of the Week honors in league history and tied for the highest number of Player of the Week honors in league history unless you wind up winning those awards at the end of the season. I feel personally very strong about this. We might have had to throw hands in Evansville if they hadn't won. Might, might, have, been, might have been a Donnybrook. A Tilly bud. <laughs> I don't know what I was planning to say. But <laughs> I don't know what I was planning to say, but um, and then kind of blinking off into the middle distance wasn't cutting it. On to the diamond. The baseball team made a big trip down to Jacksonville this weekend to take on the Dolphins. The Gus fell behind 2-0 on Saturday, but a Garrett Spain double in the third put the Gus back in front. Spain would later triple and homer. He missed a cycle by a single, but drove in four runs on three hits and scored three times in the contest. Drew McElwain picked up a win after this, or picked up the win after a scoreless three innings on the mound. It was the first win of his collegiate career. For the softball Govs, they took down IUPUI twice at the Hilltopper Spring Fling, walking off the Jaguars on the final day of competition, a final day that included three different rallies before Lexi Osowski's walk-off double in the eighth finally put the Jags away for good. Hey, is she, she good? She's, she's pretty good. She seems decent. I got I to gotta say, I don't know much about softball, but when you uh, – Hit 632 with six doubles, a triple, and a home run while driving in 10 and scoring six for hmm. the over the course of five games. Hmm. That seems – Six doubles? Seems, seems decent. It seems like a lot to me. That that earned her OVC Batter of the Week honors. I would – that's not my vote, but I would sure like to see if there was any dissenting opinion there. I feel like I feel like that one's got to be unanimous. Just I haven't even seen anybody else's stats. Six thirty-two. That's a large number. It's not. It's not like you hit six hundred by going six of ten. Right. Right. E- even that's impressive. This is more so. To the hard courts, uh, the men's tennis team hit the road to take on IUPUI Friday, where they fell to the Jaguars to end their four-match losing streak. They returned home and took on Dayton less than twenty-four hours later, and fell to the Flyers four. To zero on the women's side, it was just a single match this week, and the governors took care of business, sweeping IUPUI Friday in Indianapolis to improve the nine and three on the season. The Govs have posted sweeps in six of their nine wins this season, so still dominant. Oh yeah, they're they're dominating some people. Minutes before we came in to record this very episode of the PCAS, the women's golf team won the flight team championship at the Kiowa Island Classic with top fifty finishes from Taylor Debman and Megan Stamps leading the way for the governors. Stamps fired a 33 on the front nine in the final round, and Deadman put together a 34 on the back as the Govs finished the tournament with back-to-back rounds below 300 to close out strong after a very difficult opening round. Riley Cooper overcame a tough couple of rounds but birdied her final two holes to take some momentum into next week. We will take some momentum into the next segment and talk to Taylor Mott, head coach of the Austin P Women's Volleyball Program, right after this.
I think Taylor Mott is probably on the short list of everyone's favorite coaches at Austin P. She recruits good kids. They tend to win a lot. Her assistants are fun, but also she personally is a lot of fun to work with and for, which tends to make everyone a lot happier. And now she's here today to talk to me. Well, thank you for having me. I didn't know I was fun. If you ask my kids, they would say the opposite. Well, uh, fun may be a relative term. <laughs> okay, I'll take it. But on the subject of fun, why do you have more fun than other people seem to when they coach? I think, you know, you can't take yourself too serious. And I just know, I think if, like, for the girls, if you if there's a more relaxed environment, they tend to play better. Like, there's a fine line between being silly, you know, and having fun. And I think we try to skate that line a little bit. But I don't know. I just think people do better when it's fun. Who doesn't want to have fun? I, no, I 100% <laughs> agree with you. Uh, how often do you get called sir by recruits? <laughs> Funny story. Um, not very often, but we just had a recruit uh, recently. It was all This was all via text, and she said something like, thank you, sir. And it like in my mind, the wheels are spinning. Like, we really wanted this kid. I thought, do I address this? Do I let it go, or do I make fun of it? And, of course, um, I can guess which direction <laughs> you headed. We made this into a funny joke. So now she just refers to me as sir. So I think her in her time here, she will probably always call me sir. Um, Travis wanted me to ask you about your illustrious boxing career. <laughs> um, let's just say it's not wise to tell me I can't do something because I'm probably going to do it anyway. And if you get in my way, there's a good chance physical force may be used to get you out of my way. That's all I'm going to say. Does Travis own some bruises <laughs> that came compliments of you? No comment. You know what? That's a, that's for HR. Um, <laughs> so your daughter is going to UT Martin to play volleyball, correct? Correct. As a parent and as a coach, how do you divide? How do you keep those two worlds separate when it comes to your own child? You know. I've seen several coaching friends coach their own kids, and I think I knew pretty early on that was not a good idea for me. Now, it works for some people. wasn't going to work for me. So when we made that clear pretty early on, you know, we just tried to find the best fit for my daughter. And uh, the coaching staff at Martin I've known for a long time. They're like family. So I don't know that I really have to divide the two. I mean, I think in match, in the heat of the moment, I'm coach. You know, that, that's it. I want her to do well. You know, I don't want them to win, but I want her to do well. Um, but I think that's kind of the cool thing. I don't really have to separate it. And I know that everybody thinks that's crazy and they're in our conference, but it just, I think it was a better fit for us than her coming here. And if she's not going to play for me here, why not let her play for somebody that I have a lot of respect for? I know they like to have fun. I know they're going to take care of her. And I know they're going to kick her in the butt when she needs it. So I, it, it's going to be what it's going to be. I can't predict. I'd like, I think it's going to work out well, but. But it's going to be weird seeing her on the other side is. of the net. And I'm going to serve her high into her left because she can't pass that ball. And if she doesn't get better at it, She's going to be in trouble. So, <laughs> how, how deep does your scouting report go on her? <laughs> well, since she was born. She's been in the gym since, I mean, she lived in a ball cart for a long time. I just roll her around her in practice, so I, I know her pretty well. How do your teams always seem to be having more fun than everybody else? Again, I think it's just that atmosphere that, you know, I'm a fairly serious person, and, and being fun is not normally in my comfort zone, but I do know that, that people just tend to be happier when they're having fun, you know, and, and why not have fun if you can't? So I think, I mean, you remember Ashley Slay, you know, it was Who a very, could ever forget <laughs> Ashley. it was a very tough job sometimes to kind of keep her in line and make her do what you want her to, to do. So the trade off was, I'll let you have fun, but you have to do this in return for me. And that's work hard and 
try to be serious when we needed you to be. But then when, when we don't have fun, act silly, you know, dance, make funny face, whatever it is that you want to do. But I don't know. I think there's something to be said about having fun. And I think if you can do it and still be productive, why not? How do you adapt to the challenges when they arise? And I, the most recent one I think of is obviously Kristen Stucker departing and having to roll with two setters who really had to spend a lot of time feeling out the rest of the team. You know, I think it's just part of part of coaching and part of teams. Um, you know, you can't – I always feel like we try to do what we can do the best with the personnel that we have. So, obviously, we did not have Kristen this year. Um, I think it was a good learning experience for Kelsey and Caroline, you know, but you kind of have to just roll with it. You know, you can't dwell on what you don't have. You have to try to improve on what you do have, and that's kind of how we went into it. You know, we were excited for Kristen for those four years that she was here, but, you know, you're also excited to see, okay, what else can we do? Got tired of winning the Setter of the Week award every week. I mean, that's you mean the boring. Kristen Stucker Memorial, <laughs> the Kristen Stucker Award. Yeah. yeah. So, you've been the hunter and the hunted at various times during your Austin P career. How do you adapt to those roles differently when you're the guys with the target on your back versus when you're the guys trying to take down the bigger fish? I always think it's easier when you're trying to hunt somebody else. You know, those couple years that we were the hunted, that's tough. I mean, that's so stressful. At least for me personally, that was a lot of stress on me. Like just trying not to mess it up, you know, it's a lot easier when you're, you're chasing after something. So, um, this year was new for us. It'd been a few years since we were hunting, um, you know, but sometimes that's a little bit less pressure. So I think going forward in the years to come, you know, we'd rather be the hunted, but you know, every now and then it's cyclical. So we just roll with, it. I try to just roll with things. I, you know, that's just kind of how we are. Beach versus indoor compare and contrast, not just what, not just styles, because obviously it's a totally different game, but also the skills that are transferable from one to the other. So, in my opinion, indoor is a power game. Beach is more of a thinking game. So, I think what it's done for us is, again, take Ashley Slay, for instance, a great indoor power hitter. She just swings hard, swings hard, swings hard. Well, after that first season of beach, now all of a sudden she had shots in her, in her bag of tricks. So, you know, when we came back into indoor and all of a sudden – people were like, whoa, she can hit roll shots and she can, you know, tip deep to the corner and do things that she hadn't been able to do in the past. That's all because of she had to be a thinker in beach because you can't always swing hard. You can't jump as high. You really have to think about what am I doing? And it's just you and somebody else. So it's not like you've got five other people to rely on. So to me, that's always been the biggest thing. It's more about beach is a thinking game. It makes them think. Indoor is a power game. You can just swing hard and get away with it. It's really no coincidence that adding beach has really come hand-in-hand hand with our rise as a volleyball program, has it? No. I mean, again, I think there's a couple facets. It makes us better, like just like what I said. But just the fact that we get to compete year-round. You know, we get to, you know, in a normal indoor season, you're done in November, December, and then you're basically just hanging out training until August. To me, that's boring, and I'm glad we don't have to do that anymore. So it's really exciting. You know, we get a few months off, and we're back at it competing at beach. So... I think, you know, we recruit competitive kids. They want to compete. Who wouldn't want to compete all the time if they had the opportunity? So, I don't know. I just think it's made our program better. It's made our kids better. You know, it's just better all the way around. When did you know you'd made it as a head coach? <laughs> where, where you were able to step back and go, hey, I'm, I'm really good at this. Never. I still don't feel that way a lot of times. I mean, I've never been an assistant coach. So, right out of high school, I coached uh, – or right out of college, sorry, I coached um, high school for a couple years. And then right in – right into a head coach at Flagler College in St. Augustine. So I don't know that I ever really feel that way. Like, I don't ever feel like I've got it all figured out. I, you know, I don't know. I'm still a learner. I still, you know, I think my gift and my curse is that 
I say what I'm thinking a lot. So I'm not afraid to ask other people, hey, how do you do this? You know, I think people think at the Division One level you're supposed to have it all figured out. And I don't. I'm always the one asking, like, hey, we have this going on. How do you fix it? Or what are you doing? Um, but I don't feel like that way a lot of times. You know, a lot of times I feel like I still have a lot to learn, you know. But I've always been a head coach, so I don't know anything different. So all the wins and all the championships and you still just – it's all still climbing the mountain? <laughs> I just – I guess sometimes I have a hard time giving myself credit. You know, everybody says that, like, well, look at all – you've won everywhere you've been. I won, it, I won a state championship in high school when I was coaching. I won um, several conference championships at Flagler. We've won a few here. You know, I think sometimes it's hard for me to be – content and say yes I made it you know I just always keep thinking like okay how can we do better what advice do you have for people looking to become a volleyball coach (laughs) Um, pick another career path no just kidding I think coaching in general has gotten tough it gets tougher and tougher every year you know I think the the student athletes that we're dealing with now are going through much different challenges than they ever have in the past with the mental health issues the pressure that's put on them because of TV because of social media my advice, honestly, would be get a psychology degree and then from there try your hand at coaching. Yeah, it's not just the X's and O's anymore, is it? Not even close. Not e- I mean, we spend so little time really talking about X's and O's and the actual tactical game of volleyball as it is to managing players. How can we make them leaders? How can we make them better? How can we, you know, I feel like my goal is always to make them better adults, whether it's you know, how to have conversations with your boss, how to interact with your teammates, which would eventually be coworkers. I just feel like we spend so much time doing that. The X's and O's are minimal. <laughs> what is your favorite word? I say awesome a lot. And I think it dates me like an 80s, 90s kid. But I find myself saying awesome, like things are awesome. And my kids are like, that's not awesome to say awesome. But I say it a lot. What word are you supposed to use in place of <laughs> awesome? That's a great question. Uh, tight. Fleek, I don't know. There's all kinds. I, just I, say I mean, that goes back to when I was in high school. They Surely they're not still using that. Yeah, I don't know. I just I say awesome a lot. What is your least favorite word? My least favorite word that I can say on the radio or on the air? Um, I don't know. I don't have a least favorite word because I say all kinds of words. <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> Who or what inspires you? Um, my parents have inspired me. You know, they were hard workers. Um I think people that are willing to work to overcome challenges, they inspire me. I think a lot of people are given a lot of easy outs and easy passes. I really like people and kids that are willing to work for what they want, not just expect it handed to them. What is the last book you read for fun? (laughs) I don't read. I am a terrible reader. I don't comprehend anything, but I do remember the last book I read was a beach volleyball book. Um, A former AVP pro wrote a book about beach volleyball, and I read it, and that that was probably the last book I read. (laughs) <laughs> what is your worst habit? I leave everything open. Um, like cabinet drawers, cabinet doors, trash can, I leave them open. And I don't. I feel like I'm trying to be efficient by leaving it open because I'll have to go back to it and put something else in it. But there are times you can walk in my house and there's four or five cabinet doors open, drawers. It's crazy. And my parents always make fun of me. And I don't put <laughs> lids on things very tight either. So if you pick up a water bottle after me or a soda bottle or whatever, there's a good chance the lid is not screwed all the way on. I don't know why, but... What app on your phone gets the most use? Probably probably GroupMe. Having to communicate with the girls, I feel like we're constantly communica- communicating. Um, other than that, probably like Instagram, doing our own social media, that kind of stuff. What is the most terrifying situation you've ever found yourself in? Terrifying situation. 
Oh, uh, so when we moved here, we thought it'd be cool to get a boat, be out on the lake. Um, we ventured out pretty far from our where our boat dock is, and this guy went by in a boat, and he was questionable, questionable character, I'd say. And he said, y'all, a storm is coming. And I was like, eh, sunny out, we're having a good time. Not 10 minutes later, the heavens opened up, and I thought we were going to die. We were out in the middle of the lake, um, lightning cracking all around us, swells. I mean, who sees swells in a lake? I thought we were going to die. That was scary. What is your idea of happiness? You know, it's funny. People ask me that, um, especially in the workplace. Like, why not go bigger? Why not go make more money? Why not, you know, have a more recognizable name on the front of your shirt? To me, happiness is just being happy where you are, you know, feeling like you're making a difference. Like, that's always been my thing. Like, I want to make a difference. I'm not, I hate to say I'm a rock the boat kind of person, but I'm, I'm the kind of person that wants to make things better, you know. And you see up in the office, I'm trying to do not just volleyball stuff, but trying to, always trying to make things better. You know, that was, that's what makes me happy. What is your idea of misery? <laughs> my idea of misery is not being happy, not being able to have fun. I have been in one working situation where it was absolutely miserable. I dreaded going to work every day, um, didn't want to be around the people that I, w you know, that I worked with. Uh, that was tough. What makes you self-conscious? Everything. Everything? <laughs> I'm, I, yeah, I, I don't know. I just, sometimes I have a hard time being okay with, you know, who I am and where I am and just, I don't know why, but just very self-conscious. Try to be. All right, well, I'm going to reverse this around then <laughs> because I got to get, I got to single something out. What what makes you confident in yourself? Seeing tasks get completed. Like I'm a check like I feel like my mind is just a constant checklist of what needs to be done. So checking things off my list make me feel confident like okay, I've accomplished something today. I have a hard time just sitting around like I'm not I'm kind of a bit I need to just be doing stuff all the time. So I think maybe when I'm not being productive is when I don't feel good about myself. So What is the most embarrassing song you love? <laughs> Um, I like Baby's Got Back. That's, that's <laughs> one of my favorite songs. I don't know why. How would you prefer to die? Quickly. Not in a hospital. I just want to drop dead somewhere. I do not want to be Gun sick. Gunshot wound? Fine, yeah. <laughs> watched my mother-in-law suffer through uh, cancer and chemo, and I just it was one of the cruelest things I've ever witnessed. So I just want to be dead. If you were reincarnated, what would you like to come back as and why? Okay, well, two things. A man because, well, they're, they can be useless at times. Almost always. Almost always. Or, or a dog. I think dogs, I mean, they're always so happy. Like, who doesn't want to be a dog? I'd like to be like a yellow lab, just running around, being happy. What might prompt you to lie? <laughs> um, if I'm going to get in trouble. I don't like to be wrong, and I don't like to, like, make mistakes. So sometimes I may have to lie to get myself out of those or, like, justify why something might be maybe not up to your standards. What makes you hopeful? What makes me hopeful? You know, the older I get, the more I realize, you know, take one thing, day, one day at a time. Um, I think with the craziness going on in the world, I think it's almost kind of reverting back to where people are trying to be better people because they see where this world is going. So I'm hopeful that people will just try to be better people. What is our purpose in life? I mean, I feel like for me it's just to to make a difference you know I like with my job and my kids I just want to make them the best version of themselves they can be no matter who it is what would you like to ask the next podcast guest no matter who it is what's um, something you're curious about other people 
why do you do what you do? Like, if you're a coach, why do you coach? Because everybody asks me, what's my why? Like, why do I coach? I'm curious why other coaches coach. Because it's a tough lifestyle, you know? It's not glorious. It's not. It's a lot of travel. It's a lot of away from your family. And sometimes, even myself, I wonder, like, why am I doing this? You know, I spend more time investing in other people's kids than I have sometimes my own. So if you're a student athlete, why? Um, and last week's question for this week was from Tara, who asked, how did you wind up here? <laughs> uh, funny story. So I was the head coach at Flagler College for 13 years. We never thought we were leaving. We lived a couple blocks from the beach. Life was great. My husband gets a call that Caterpillar is closing down all their offices and they are moving everyone to Nashville if you wanted a job. So after I cried for about six months and I finally stopped hating him for moving us here, um, actually Coach Holt called me randomly in my office. I was still in Florida and said, hey, I heard you were moving to the area. Would you interview for the job? And here I sit. Well, it's all worked out very well for everybody so yeah. far. I mean, I, like, I believe in karma and everything happens for a reason. And I truly think that not only has Coach Holt been one of my mentors and just one of the people that I rely heavily on, she was kind enough to give me an opportunity when I thought I would be, I don't know what I'd be doing. All my friends thought, oh, you can be a stay-at-home mom. And I said, do you know me? Have I ever said I wanted to be a stay-at-home mom? So that I can't think of a person who that I know in my life who would be more miserable doing that. I will take that as a compliment, I think. But Yes, that's <laughs> what it was meant as. What, not to put you on the spot here, but like, what would it ever take to prize you away from here? You know, it's funny. I've had opportunities to go, and... I haven't gone. Um, honestly, it would have to be an opportunity either back in Florida, you know, my parents still live in Florida, closer to home, or, you know, I don't know, just something. Just literally I too good to pass up. Yeah, and I don't even know what that means because, you know, with us having beach here, as, as hectic as it makes my life, the fact that I get to do both, which in the back of my mind was always kind of a dream. I mean, I was at Flagler College that literally sits on the beach. I asked every year, can we start beach volleyball? I was always told no. So what are the chances you come to the middle of Tennessee Lots of beach and Ryan property. Ivy says, "Hey, do you want to start beach?" And I'm like, "Are you kidding me?" Of course so you do. I don't think there's too many places out there that I could do both. You know, uh, the admin here for the last four years have been kind enough to work with us that it's doable, but it's a lot. But I don't know. I just I don't think there's. I've never been concerned about how much am I making, status, anything. I want to be good where I am, and I want to be happy where I am. And so far, that's been here. Well, I hope it stays that way because we really enjoy. Um, both having you and your family around, and all the wins. That really <laughs> makes it all uh, very nice as well. Well, thank you very much. Uh, Coach Mont, thanks for coming in today. I really appreciate it. No problem. Thanks for having Thanks to Taylor Mott for coming in and being Taylor Mott. I mean, it's yeah, sums it up. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, you know, you, you you know what to expect when you talk to Coach Mott, and I was not disappointed in the slightest. It is now time to turn our attention to Evansville. Insert CBS March Madness theme song.
Do you want me to actually do that? You don't have to. I was just saying people should. That's that's what should be going through your head right now while we read this part of the podcast. Yes, you should. Can you overlay it as like background music for this next section? I could. I'm just not going to. Sure. It could be our our outro music. Okie dokie. Where was I? Oh, yes. The Govs face the winner of EIU or Jacksonville State, 8.30 p.m. Thursday in Evansville at the Ford Center. EIU has given us two tough games this year, knockdown, drag out at home that went to the Govs, and an overtime affair in Charleston. This saw the Panthers overcome a double-digit second-half deficit to claim the win. So I'd rather not see them again. And yet, JSU had us in a huge hole early in Jacksonville before a late Carlos Paez burst helped the Govs rally for the win. I don't. I left that game thinking, boy, I'd just as soon not see these guys again either. And while a lot's happened, and both JSU and EIU have had their fair share of ups and downs this season. You catch them on the up, and you're liable to get a haymaker to the face before you even know what happened. Is there anybody in the tournament you do want to see? I mean, it would be absolutely buck if we could see. Um, oh, golly. Moorhead State. Yeah. If we if we get if we get to the finals and it's us and Moorhead State, I'm gonna feel real good. Okay, that's final answer. Final but, answer. But every everybody else presents a you, and even then we only saw Moorhead State once. If we'd only seen Tennessee State once this year, I might say, "Oh, Tennessee State, that team we handled by 25 at home." Just the women's sure. basketball team. They're going to take on the co-champs of the regular season in the first round. Belmont won its fourth straight regular season title, and they are looking to win their fifth straight tournament title, but the Govs are going to try and stop that run in the first round. The Bruins lost to Martin in a head-to-head matchup this season, so they're the two-seed and get to take on the Govs. It's a tough matchup for the Govs, who lost to Belmont twice this season. The Bruins are led by all OVC first-team selection, Ellie Harmeyer. She leads the nation in double-doubles, defensive rebounds, free-throw attempts, and free-throws made. Uh, She ranks second in the country in rebounding. Belmont's a big team. They're long. They have nine of 13 players that are six feet or taller. And because of that, they hold teams to a very low shooting percentage and a very low three-point percentage. Um, but, hey, the Govs have a hot hand of their own right now. And all OVC newcomer team member, Ella Sawyer, who's averaging 23.5 points per game over the past week. It's going to be a tough one, but the Govs have a shot to take down one of the league's top dogs in round number one. Let's say 33.2% from the floor. 33.2% from the floor and 259 from three-point range. 259 from three, I swear to get. 332 from the floor is – that's ridiculous. Nine of 13 or six feet or taller, and their length is a problem for people. I feel like you keep pointing that part out because you're a short guy, and so you're you're intimidated. Six foot one. Okie dokie. Um, anyway – Sorry, I didn't realize we'd reached the uh, fictional portion of this event so quickly. Hey, come to Evansville and watch the Govs, though. <laughs> if for whatever reason you can't make it to Evansville, or if you're just in Clarksville and looking to get out and enjoy what will hopefully be a couple of days of sunshine, head over to Cheryl Holt Field at Maynard Park for the first home games of the softball team's 2020 season. Not just home games, but home tournament. UMass Lowell, Bradley, and Purdue Fort Wayne will come visit the Govs, who have currently have five batters hitting 300 or better this season and are hitting at a 289 team clip. Also in Clarksville this weekend at Raymond Seahan Park, it's time for OVC baseball already. The Govs are going to welcome Murray State to Raymond Seahan Park for a Battle of the Border weekend after they host Carbondale for a Wednesday midweek contest. Uh, the Racers have been swinging the bat pretty well early on, but we're going to chalk some of that up to strength of schedule. If you know college baseball, you know that 
who the St. Petersburg Peacocks are. St. Peter's, not St. Petersburg, just St. Peter's. And Murray played them early on, so that's going to inflate the the old offensive stats a little bit. But it's a big weekend to see where both teams are going to stand in the OVC. Uh, the tennis team, the women's squad, is off this week before starting OVC play next weekend. But the men's team will play a single match on Sunday in Knoxville against Tennessee. Both golf teams in action this week. The men, fresh off of their first match play event, go back to stroke play this week. at The Auburn Invitational presented by Jason Duffner. The Duff. First stroke play event of the new year for the Governors begins the toughest stretch of stroke play tournaments in Coach Robbie Wilson's tenure. Not only will you have this event, have the Linger Longer Invitational hosted by Mercer and former Austin head coach Kirk Caden, and wrap that up with the Mizzou Invitational in Columbia. So uh, quite the stretch up ahead for the Govs. As for the women, they will make a quick return to the Lynx flush with success from their visit to Kiowa Island, the guys are off to Jacksonville for UNF's home tournament, looking to build on this week's success. Beach Volleyball is going to kick off their season at the UCA Beach Tournament in Conway, Arkansas. They're going to take on... When Nor- I think beaches. No, when I think Beach Volleyball, I think no, Conway, no, no, just Arkansas. I think beaches in general. If yeah, that Leonardo DiCaprio movie, The Beach, had to have been filmed in I mean, Conway. it's like number one, Panama City, number two, Daytona, number three, Conway, Arkansas. It's got. I, I remember being f- murderously envious of all the people I knew headed to spring break at Conway. God. Anywho, the Govs are going to take on North Alabama, Hendricks Park, and Central Arkansas. If you have never seen the logo for Park College, pause the podcast, Google it. At a distance, it kind of looks like Toucan Sam. Up close, it looks like a pirate skull mounted on possibly an anvil. It could... I, I don't know what else it could be. It is. Yeah, you can, it's it's a thing. If you want something else to tweet at us, just add from whatever. Uh, if you can find a I worse usually, logo than Park College, oh, tweet it at us, please. Oh, I can find worse logo. I can find. Yeah, worse but this is a fun activity for our listeners. Yeah, sure. This will this will really tell us who who all's listening and who all's like. Yeah, these, if you find a worse logo than Park College, tweet it at us. We're we're interested. For community service, as always, Haley Meyer has all your opportunities to see her for that stuff. Mana Cafe, First Christian Church. Rack up those Gov's Cup points and do some good for your community. Spring break, March 3rd through 9th. Don't know why I put that in here except for the part where it was always in Combs' email. How lovely for you guys. Final Senior Seminar Workshop, March 16th in UC Room 303. Dress up, look nice. And also March 16th, advising begins for the first time you can begin to dream of summer. Casey? Nope. What? Get in touch and stay in touch. Get in touch and stay in touch with us via the web and social media. Casey, how do they do that? You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Let's Go P, or you can follow along on our official Facebook account called Austin P. Governors. Shout out to our friends Eric and Robin in Digital Media for all of the digital media content they are providing us. Let's go p.com for dates, news, and stories. Casey, Cody Bush, and myself doing things over there. Uh, golly, man, we've put out a lot of stuff this week, it seems like. I feel like we've been busy. We have been busy, buddy. If you're going to come watch the Govs, you're going to need tickets. And our ticket gurus, Katie Locke and her assistant, John316, have all the information you can use to get in the game. Everything happening needs a ticket. John Boy will be flying solo with Katie up in Evansville this week. So be sure to hit him up for everything in your ticket needs. 
Find us on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Spotify, or directly on the website at letsgop.com. Give us a rating review on the podcast, five stars, five stars. And if you'd like to suggest a guest, let us know of a local or on-campus event we shout out. Volunteer to hit Casey with something heavy. Tweet us. I'm at CWilson225. He's at C underscore Craig19. Love yourself, love each other. Talk to you next week. Goodbye.